comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day that I died I said 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life 18 wheels rolling on the road It is my life Hello, friends. This is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, along with my partner, Fred Mooney. I'm excited to be here. We have got a great program for you today. Gary, today we're riding in this brand new truck, and we're going to pick up some listeners and bring Jesus to these drivers on the road for some great music, awesome testimonies, and a little preaching. What we want you to do is give us a call at 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. So buckle up, hang on, get ready, because we're going to have Church on the Road. 414, a big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. Is our life, isn't it, Fred Mooney? That's correct. Yeah. Hey, we we just love getting in the cab and riding along with our listeners out there, having church on the road. We're bringing the church to you right where you're at. Right there in the cab while you're touring down the road. Right there in the cab. And we've got a couple great guests today. We have David Wall. He's a associate pastor. Mm-hmm. Where are your pastor at, David? Uh, Calvary Chapel in Three Rivers, Michigan. Three Rivers, Michigan. And you brought your friend with you, Pat Bayman. Yes. Yeah. My road dog. Road dog. He's my road dog. He's your road dog. <laughs> he's, <laughs> been, <laughs> he's been some kind of dog for 25 years. He started out a mad dog, and then he went to a glad dog, and glad dog's my road dog. So if you get confused, don't worry about it. You'll be all right. <laughs> It'll be all right. <laughs> We're confused, too. Yeah, but we're going to have a great uh, program today. We've got, uh, uh, we're going to have some songs by David. He's a singer, songwriter, uh, pastor, evangelist. Uh, what else you do? I'm a father of six girls. Six girls? Oh, and, my goodness. And he's a miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're all grown up now. And most of them, I think I got one that's still hanging around the house, barely, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been married for almost 40 years so to the same woman, wow. believe it or not. My childhood sweetheart. Ain't that amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Since we were 15 years old, that poor woman wow. had to put up with me. <laughs> so how many grandkids you got? I just have one, little girl, Renly. She's wow. cute as a button, man. She's four months old, and uh, she's got her grandpa wrapped. <laughs> yeah, they do that, don't they? Oh, man. Uh, I thought know, my I, daughters had me wrapped, but no, this one's got me tied up. I never knew how much fun ways. grandkids was till I had them. <laughs> and I decided if I had it all to do over again, yeah. I'd have my grandchildren first. Well, yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My oh. wife says to me, she says, you know, this, this little girl's going to say, hey, Papa, I need, and you're just going to go cave. And I said, well. As long as we got that settled now, we won't have to argue about it later. So keep that in mind. <laughs> I hear you. So you're a singer, songwriter, pastor, evangelist. I guess you got a full-time job somewhere, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do construction work and do 
build stuff and do electrical. Oh, wow. You're a busy man. Well, I try to be. Yeah, but you're serving God. Yes, sir. That's a, that's that's the thing, man. I, I, daily, we need to keep that in mind, yeah. that we are not our own. We were bought with a price. Amen. Precious Amen. blood of Jesus Christ. And, mm-hmm. and our lives don't belong to us. We are his servants. Our yes, decisions are not our decisions. They're his. Praise God. That's awesome. Yeah, I think what I want to do is start out with a song that you wrote, and you played this for me yesterday. Uh, you got your guitar with you, but you've got this recorded. Yeah. Uh, where where do you do your recordings at? Well, I did this recording down in, uh, actually, it's on my shirt here, Upper Room Studios uh, down in Bowie, Texas. Good oh. friend of mine, Kenny Bingham, blessed me, and uh, he did this recording for me. And, uh, yeah, it was a great time. Great upper, time. You went to the Upper Room. I went to the Upper Room, <laughs> yes, sir. And recorded this song. So what's the name of this song? This one we're going to do right now, I believe, is Find I just, Your Way Home. Man, when you played that for me, you, first you shared your lyrics with me yeah and i thought man that's that's gonna be a great song and then when when i heard it i thought this is a great song here is dave wall with find your way home rolling down this road gets kind of lonely radio becomes your own truck stop coffee and you wonder what's waiting around the bed as you contemplate all of your life's choices and all of the regrets along the way you start to feel the heartache and the sorrow as you lift your eyes to heaven Come home Can you help me find the way I want to come home Can you take me there I'm weary and worn. I just want to come home to the place where I belong. I was just a kid when I first met you. Seems like it's been a lifetime. Country church that grandma went to. I love to hear her play that old piano. So many years have gone since she left us, and I'm sorry that I put you on a shelf. I guess what I'm trying to say is. Lord, sure could use some help. I want to come home. Can you help me find the way? I want to come home. Can you take me there today? I've run for too long. Just believe 
His love and mercy, they go on forever. His grace and forgiveness are without end. Give him a chance and he will show you what it's like to have a faithful friend. He'll bring you home. Jesus is the way He'll bring you back home He'll take you there to stay You've been gone for so long He knows you're weary and you're warm Take you back home to the place where you belong. He'll welcome you home to the place where you All right, that's that is Dave Wall. Find your way home, and we got Pat Bateman with us. Uh, he's he's uh, Dave's sidekick. And what do you think of that song there, Pat? Awesome song. I tell you, I went with him when he recorded some of them. And when we went in there to record, recording artist said uh, we prayed right before he went to sing them songs. And he started singing, and that guy said, wow, where did he come from? Amen. That's what I said. <laughs> the power of God was right there. I tell yeah. you, but it was awesome. Yeah, it's a very, very anointed song. Just love it. So let's find out all about Dave Wall. You want to, Fred? My ears are itching right now <laughs> to hear this. Uh, I would like to know about how you did find your way back home. I started out, I grew up in a Christian home. We'll get back to that point. And uh, I was a deacon's kid. And uh, deacon's kids, like preacher's kids, they kind of get a bad rap for probably many good reasons. But uh, got saved when I was a little kid. Went through a lot of crazy things in church, you know, with church splits and seeing attitudes and, mm. and stuff like that. I kind of had a sour taste in my mouth. And I was a pretty rebellious child as it was. And I didn't really have a very good understanding of of surrender. So as I grew up, I kind of... I kept worshiping at the altar of Dave. I worshiped myself, you know, as, as we all have done. And for many, many years, I, I was like, I have this salvation security in my back pocket, but I'm going to go do what I want to do. Fire insurance. Well, that's what I thought I had, mm -hmm. which is a hoax. Exactly. <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> so I'm going through life, and, you know, I married my childhood sweetheart, solid Christian woman. So we were always in church, you know, but I wasn't dedicated, you know, I mean, I'd go, I had the religious thing going real easy and real good, you know, you show up and you do the things that you need to do and then you go off and do your thing, right? So, but you know, it's, it's not about what you do, it's mm -mm. about what he did. Oh yeah. But that's Amen. there in, in the, here's the big, big problem, I think, because back in those days in the late seventies early 80s, there was no discipleship. It was all about bring them in, get them saved, and the church, will fi they'll figure it out when they're in church. You don't figure it out you when you're in church. You don't figure it out. It no. doesn't happen. There has to be a discipleship program. You have to go through discipleship. Well, you have to know who you are in Christ. That's part of the Great Commission. Yes. But we only wanted to do the first part because there was no commitment to that, right? It was lazy Christianity because I don't have to commit my time and my life to you I just want to see these numbers and so I can put them up on the board in the back so when people come in, they think we're awesome. God don't think we're awesome when we do that because you've got all these people. A lot of folks I grew up with walked away from the Lord because they didn't know who they were in Christ, mm -hmm. number one. They didn't have a clue what that relationship really was and didn't have a very good understanding. You left, you left a baby sit out in the wilderness, and they got eight. Exactly. That's what happened. So I'm out there bobbing around, you know, and fortunately, I have a, a loving father and mother that my dad invested in me a lot. But once I got out from under his roof, see, I would never do anything to disrespect my dad. You know, I'd do stuff that he didn't know about, but I would never do something blatantly, 
you know, because I just respect my dad too much. Well, I leave home. I'm like, I'm going to go to Bible college. I got there a semester and got kicked out. You got kicked out of Bible college? Yes, sir. Oh, mercy. Yeah, well, it, it happens. I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> but so then I go into the military, you know, and the serving me just picked up speed, you know. And then my wife and I got married, which she was kind of that kind of that accountability that kind of slowed me down a little bit. But it, then you're, you know, you're still you're still doing your thing, you know. And you just like Dad was watching, you know, and I'm my wife's watching. So on the side, I'm doing all this other stuff, you know. And I just I just it's stuck in that in that rut that cycle. Started having kids and always believed in taking my kids to church and that parents that dropped their kids off at church were weak, you know. But always always in that battle, always always acting like I was gonna ride this fence. And uh I was in the motorcycle club doing my thing. I had six daughters, so I needed to get out of the house. So I joined the motorcycle club. <laughs> and uh at first I started looking for Christian motorcycle clubs to join and I didn't see anything that even looked real. You know, it always there everything that I had looked at had some form of that same thing that I disliked in church. Mm-hmm. With the attitudes and the arrogance and the cockiness and the in the well basically the church in Corinth. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, which is so true. Anybody don't know what that is, check out First Corinthians chapter one and go from there. But uh there was always an issue, so I joined this. I'm like, hey, I'm a vet. You know, I was in the Air Force, so I'm going to join this motorcycle, veterans motorcycle club, a veterans motorcycle club, not the veterans motorcycle club. You know, and that's process. In that process, I met Pat, and and it gave it was another outlet for me to just be wild. You know, and and then uh, that's where my wildness was. And then when I got home, I I was I was acting like I kind of should. And then one day. God spoke to me, clear as day. And he said, you are either for me or against me. There's nothing in between. There's no fence. There's nothing in between. It's either you're for me or against me. And I'm in my head, I'm thinking, well, I got saved when I was a kid. But that's not, that's not what God was saying. And in that moment, I knew that I was being spoken to by an authority that had to be answered and answered now, either yes or no, right? There wasn't, I'll talk to you about it later, (laughs) right? It was, you need to answer. And the first thing that came out of my mouth when that came in my head was, I am not against you. Right. Because I knew who God was, right? I knew he was the creator of the universe. He created me. He knew every hair on my head. I knew scripture from the time I was a little kid coming up through into Bible college. I went to a private Christian school, so I was fed Christian, Christianese mm-hmm. <laughs> and Christian literature. So I had a good solid foundation that I wasn't really standing on. And when he said that, man, my heart just stopped. And I said, I surrender. You see, that's the problem most of us that know Christ. We want the benefits of the relationship. Mm-hmm. We want God to give us, give us, give us. But we don't want to surrender because we're in this comfort spot, comfortable spot in our comfort zone. And if I surrender, God's going to take me out of my comfort zone. Well, yeah, <laughs> because you control your comfort zone. Yeah. Outside of your comfort zone, God can work. He can't work inside something you're, you're trying to control. Right. He wants to take you out of that because once you get out of that comfort zone and he takes you those places you're not sure you really want to go and do those things you're not sure you really want to do, you find out that this is the most blessed place you're ever going to be in your life. Amen. It's out of control. <laughs> yeah. It's not about you. Amen. And God's really, since that day, has really placed on my heart the need to tell people, listen, let go. Nothing you have is yours. Everything about you was purchased by Jesus Christ on that cross. When you said, I believe in you, I receive you, I want you in my life, I want the Holy Spirit to reside in my temple, inside of your body, Amen. no more holy of holies. You're wearing it. Yes. 
That Holy Spirit is in you. So whatever you do, wherever you go, you take him into that situation. Amen. Right? And, my, and the thing that God's laid in my heart is, is to bring to the forefront to people to realize who you are in Jesus Christ. What needs to be done? You need to surrender everything. Give it over to him. Don't hang on to it. He, bought, he paid for it all. Every bit of it. He's taken your sin from your old man who is dead, and he has separated it as far as the east is from the west, and he will remember it no more. See, that's yeah. my favorite part of that scripture. <laughs> mm -hmm. He will remember it no more. That doesn't mean you won't remember it because the devil wants to slow you down. He wants to take you and go, look who you used to be. Look what you did. Now, if you get out here and you put yourself out for the Lord and you get out here and you just minister to folks, somebody from your past is going to show up and embarrass you. Come on. Because <laughs> anything you got against that guy, you're going to have to go find him. Because he's not here no more. Amen. Yeah, exactly. He's dead. He's gone. Amen. So for, I don't worry about things from my past. I don't care. God's got that taken care of, and mm -hmm. he's got my future taken care of. And if we walk out here today and get run over by a truck, that's what happened. That's God's plan. Amen. You know, that means absent from the body, present with the Lord. And that's a beautiful thing to see. It is. It is. So that's kind of a general thing as far as my testimony goes. Yeah. But God is, God is so good, man. He just, he opens the floodgates. He does. You know, we were coming up here, and uh, we stopped at this little gas station. And I told this little girl, I said, hey, grab me one of them skull straights. Because I used to chew skull. Uh -huh. And she goes, all right. And I'm like, she gives it to me, and I look at it, and I go, you don't own me no more. And I handed it back to her, and I said, <laughs> and he did. I don't want it. I said, I'm not buying it. I just wanted to look, you know, because things come on you. That's like, you used to own me. Yeah. Yeah. You don't own me no more. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> and I handed it back to her. And I was like, I get the truck. I'm like, oh, Pat's probably thinking so. Well, I don't know, matter. Whatever. <laughs> Pat think what he wants. He's known me a long time. If he ain't worried about it anyway, I'm sure. But, but with some Christian folks, you'd have to explain yourself. I never had to to Pat on the way up here. You know, when he when he seen that, he's probably looking at me going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but that's that's the thing, man. God takes things from us he does his work and we just have to be submissive to him amen you use that word i like surrender yeah and you know christians are a lot like rubber bands <laughs> yeah. they're no good unless they're stretched that's yeah right. yeah amen. true that's a fact <laughs> and a we got to get out of our comfort zone and and I had much of the same background. I grew up in a good Christian home, and I thank God for that. Amen, me too. But I knew if I went to church on Sunday and sat in the back pew and and did what I thought my father told me to do, mm -hmm. I'd be okay with those people. You tick the boxes and get out the door. And then you could, <laughs> then the rest of the week I could run around and do whatever I wanted to Yeah, with the rest of the teenagers in that church. Right, exactly. <laughs> Leading most of them, probably. Yeah. By the look of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, you know, and I'm on an aircraft carrier. I'm a yeah. functioning alcoholic. I can't get by without a drink. And I read the Bible. Good news for modern man. And I said, I grew up in church. I never knew this stuff. He healed people. He saved people. He was more considered about my heart than my outward appearance. Mm -hmm. This is a God I need. Yeah. And yeah. I give my life to Christ, and immediately I was delivered. You surrendered. But then I surrendered. Yeah. <laughs> and see, that's I, the thing. That's the whole thing about salvation. It's a surrender. And the amazing thing, and my wife tells everybody, said, when I met Fred, he was so in love with God, he just sucked me in. <laughs> <laughs> you were a chick magnet because of Jesus. <laughs> Think about that, y'all. Any of you single people out there, if you're uh, concerned about having a mate, fall in love with Jesus because there's a testimony right there. You become a, a magnet. <laughs> Let me gar I guarantee you this. Had I not fell in love with Jesus 
and become the man Jesus wanted me to be, and I'm still trying to become that man, Amen. by the way. It's a process. My wife was the prettiest girl in Wayne City, come from one of the most outstanding families. She wouldn't even have had a, she wouldn't have spoke to me, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Because uh, most most girls like her, when they'd see me coming, they'd cross the street, you know. Mm-hmm. But God cleaned me up, I think, for her, Amen. and f- mainly for me. <laughs> God, God blessed you, but he blessed her as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She needed a godly husband. But we need to surrender. We re- yeah. And that, that, isn't, that isn't just a one-time surrender. No. It's a, you're battling the flesh daily. You know, the Bible tells us that we have to die daily, daily. to the flesh. And, that's, and it's, not, it's, it's true. We're in a war. We're in a battle. You know, and we get a little passive, I think, sometimes. And we're like, let things slide. But if we allow things to creep in, it becomes, they might, we might look at them as small things, but they turn into a big problem. You know, I hear Christians saying all the time, well, I feel, I feel this, I feel that. I said, I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> your feelings are irrelevant. What does God say? Because I can feel all kinds of things. And my feelings lie. My emotions lie. My heart lies. You know, the Bible says, your heart is evil. Who can know it? God knows our hearts because as Christians, God's going to judge us on our intentions of our heart. Right? And you know the wonderful thing about that, Dave? He gave us an instruction manual. He did. <laughs> the problem is a lot of people only read the parts they like. That was me for a long time. I'm like, yeah, if I don't read that, I'm not accountable, right? <laughs> but it is. It's all about his will and his way, not our will. Because like I said earlier, we were bought with a price, precious blood of Jesus Christ. And that blood is so precious and worth so much. When we decide that our will supersedes his will, we devalue that blood. And that's not a place that we need to be. Amen. Amen. That's right. Got to start will, preaching, brother. Thy will, not my will. Exactly. Right? What did Jesus say to his father? You know, let this cup pass from me when he's in the garden, right? He, he said, but will. not my will, your will be your done. Will. And that's something we need to keep focused on. Amen. And it's in, in today's society where there's so much feed me, feed me, feed me, you know, feed my flesh, even in the church, you know, when I hear a preacher preaching and all of a sudden he's trying to appeal to my flesh, I'd, that red flag shut him off. He's done. I don't care who he is. I'm done with that because my flesh is a beast mm. that needs to be subdued, <laughs> you know, not, not lifted up. I don't, I don't need to be focused on, on anything that, like greed or, or anything like that. I fought that a long time, you know. If God wants to bless me with something, that's his business. It's like when we go out and play and preach and sing, people will ask us, what do you charge? Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't. I don't charge to give out the gospel. I don't charge to go play and sing. And when we do a love offering, you know, that's God's department. If our phone rings, says, hey, we would love to have you guys come and sing. We take that as a we go, right? <laughs> and what... It costs to get there and get back doesn't isn't my problem. That belongs to God. He he can he's said he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and mercy. He's got more than anybody I've ever seen. Amen. And so when we say yes to Jesus and we go, we we don't look at the cost. We don't count. Okay, what's it going to cost me to get from here to there? I want to know how long it's going to take me because you know we're always trying to beat the GPS. That's <laughs> that's our thing. <laughs> So <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, that's that's one of them things God's working on me on. I think that's a man thing. Yeah, it is. I think <laughs> it's a, it's just about going because God's got to work all that other stuff out because yeah. that's not what's important, you know. And um, that's the people that I team up with. My sister's that way. She sings with me. We just go. Yeah. And um, God take care way. of the details. Freaks my wife out. Because my wife likes to plan. She's like, where are we going to stay? I said, we'll figure that out when we get there. She's, <laughs> she's not real good with that. How's, that. how's that working for you, Dave? It, it works good for me because I'm a biker. I go sleep in the street. It don't make me no difference. But she likes to have a little bit more preparation. So That's why we're together, I think. You know? 
she can level me out. She, she keeps you leveled out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Well, you've got an uh, amazing testimony, and uh, you've done everything. You've been everywhere. Feels like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but now you just you just wherever God sends you, that's where you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. The thing is, you know, all our life we chase things. Yeah. We chase a job. We chase money. We chase dreams. And when we just let go and surrender to God, He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Amen. God knows I love music. Yeah. God knows I love people. God created us for this moment that we stupidly run from because we think we're going to get there on our own. We don't have a map. We don't know how to get there. Yeah. We're the only, the only way that we know how to get anywhere that will satisfy our desires is to allow God to lead us there because yeah. he's the only one that knows how to get there and put stuff together so that you can have the desires of your heart. Yeah. He gave us a map and it's called the B I B L E. Yeah. <laughs> right. And basic um, instructions before leaving our before leaving. That's right. Yeah. That is that is our roadmap. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, once that surrender happened, God just started opening doors. Amen. You know, and uh yeah, we've <laughs> we've gone places we never thought we'd ever be. <laughs> you know about that, yes. and, you know, and, and spoken in, in churches I never thought would accept me. Amen. So, Amen. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, Pat, you probably got a Dave Wall story you'd like to share with us <laughs> before before we hear another song from Dave. Well, you know, he's been through some things. I seen him uh, broke his neck, was in really bad shape from a bike wreck, and uh, oh, well. God brought him to it. And, yeah. You know, and he he's true about what he's saying. You know, he loves the Lord with all his heart, and God does supply supply the ways. You know, I mean, you just. When you sit back and let God be in control, it's all about Him. He'll take care of you. <laughs> you know, he'll make a way where there is no way. He will. Yes, and, you he know, will. Uh, that's what we all need to do is just give Him the glory and trust in Him and believe in Him. And, you know, uh, I go up and stay with him and his wife sometimes, and there's so much peace in that house of theirs. I mean, you just when you walk in the door, I felt it when I came in here. You know, there's a peace here. Yeah. <laughs> Because the Spirit of God resides here, you know that's a thing when you when you can feel that and know it's there. It just gives you a great comfort, you know. There's nothing like the peace of Jesus. Amen. And I tell you, you know that's a he'd been quite a blessing to me. You know, we went places together and and done things we never thought was possible. But <laughs> you know, we go out on the streets and, and and there's always somebody you can talk to about your best friend. Do you know my best friend? Who's your best friend? Jesus. Amen. You know, and that opens the door. God got to work on them. Start talking to them about the Lord and tell them how good he is and how great he is. And I'll tell you what, he'll change them people. Amen. A lot of times we go places and I say, well, I don't know why I got to go here. The Lord would show me why. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, we've both <laughs> been in that situation. Look at each other and say, why? I don't really know why we're here. What is our purpose? Yep. You know, because sometimes you go places like that. Where you didn't go and you were, they, people wanted you to come, but you weren't specifically going to be doing something. You know, you're praying, support, yeah. you know, for what's going on. And then the Lord just says, this person right here needs you. Yep. Wow. And, and that person, you, you spend the time with them, you talk to them. And your specific situation or your specific way of, of, of speaking or way of being, the way that God's made you, fits their need, and they meet Jesus. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a way. And then, you, then you're driving home, you just kind of float home, you know? You're so excited. <laughs> you know, sometimes as, as ministers, we're kind of programmed to go to the numbers. Yeah. But that's Jesus true. said, if you got a hundred sheep... You'll leave the 99 and go for that Find one. the one, yeah. I know, I was that one sheep, so yeah, I, me I'm too, pretty brother. thankful he, he said that. Amen. But sometimes you, you may go do something, and there's one person there that needs to talk to you and needs you to pray for him, and that's important. That's important yeah. just as much as, as however many people's there because you're doing God's will. Yeah, um, last weekend I was up in Wisconsin, and uh, we were ministering up there playing a pastor friend of mine's a pastor up there, and he's like, man, he says, I don't know how many people will be here. Sometimes there's not very many. 
will show up for special events or whatever. There might be 11, 12, whatever. I said, listen, we sing to an audience of one. We preach to an audience of one. Amen. Because we're here to serve one. Yeah. One. That's God our Father. Jesus, well, the Trinity, actually. <laughs> yeah. I said, so either someone will come that needs what, what God has for us to say or sing, or nobody will really pay that much attention, but they will see somebody that wants to honor their creator. So the witness of God is going to go out. You can have a room full of people that don't listen to hardly anything you say, but they, they, they're going to see a testament of a man or woman that's committed to their king. And that's always going to happen. And that needs to be our focus because I don't care what the number is. You know, we're sitting here with four of us, and this is, this is amazing to me. <laughs> I love this, you know, and numbers don't matter. You know, when, we're, when you're coming up, that's all you think about. That's, you know, people put into your head. How many people was there? Who cares? People ask me that. How many people showed up last weekend? I don't know. I don't count them. I don't care. You know, all right, Pat. We're gonna uh, put on another song by uh, Dave Walt. And have you got a favorite song that you'd like to hear right now? You've talked about one. Then. Oh yeah, it's uh, going out with your boots on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give you a little story about that? Yeah. Well, let's let's find out. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, that that flew by me. What was the title again? Go out with my boots on. Go out with my boots on. Okay. Now yeah. there's a there's a few of them that people have written. You know, with that title. The backstory on this, I was at my dad's church preaching or, or playing some music. And, uh, you know, we're always kind of preaching in between songs. And I'd made this comment that there's no retirement in ministry. There isn't. Amen. Right? I mean, we're all, I don't, if you're saved, you're in ministry. I know that might be a shock to some folks, but that's just <laughs> the truth. Because we're all called to give out the gospel, period, as you're living your life. Put it out there. So you have a ministry. Well, I'm up there talking about this, you know, and and uh, no retirement. And then we get done, and we're walking. I'm walking off the stage, and this older gentleman walks up to me, puts out his hand. He says, "Man, I'd like to meet you. I'm so and so. I'm a retired pastor." <laughs> and I stood there going, "This is going to be bad." Because <laughs> being a deacon's kid, when a pastor speaks to you, oh, you yeah. get a little nervous, right? Because you're thinking, "I am in trouble." Because yeah. that's the only time they talk to you, right? So. He says, I just want to thank you for, for what you said because, you know, as we get older, we don't feel like we have the use. I said, listen, man, you know, and I know, that with our last breath, giving praise to God and, 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 and giving glory and honor to him is going to be a witness to somebody and to be able to speak his name with confidence, with boldness. Um, I want to do that. I want to go out giving the gospel. Yeah. Loving Jesus with my last breath, and that's what that song's about. You know, uh, I got something to put to that. <laughs> you can't, uh, you can't retire. You just got to refire and get back that's on fire right. for the Lord that's and get exactly with it. Right. That's, it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Because your fire can get doused by some people. Amen. And we got to remember that people do not dictate God's plan for our lives. He does. He calls yes. and he equips, and that equipping doesn't end. And we have to go out with our boots on. That's right. Here's Dave Wall. I am humbled by your mercy and the depths of your grace. Overwhelmed by your love, I long to see your face. You have sacrificed your life for me, and I'll gladly give you mine. I want to serve you forever and live in your joy divine. I want to go out with my boots on. I want to serve you every day. I want to go out with my boots on. Give me strength, dear Lord, I pray.
to retire But I'm telling you, my friend Don't believe that devil, he's a liar, yeah Our work on earth is only done Heaven calls our Until then we've got a job to do And our calling's still the same Won't go out with my boots on I wanna serve you every day strength, dear Lord, I pray To fight the good fight And go out with my boots on My life on earth is ending Heaven calls my name I hear the angels rejoicing I feel no more pain I will stand before the Spirit Father and the Son I just want to hear these words Welcome home, child, job well done I want to go out with my boots on I want to serve you every day I want to go out with my boots on Give me strength, dear Lord, I pray Okay, that's uh, Go Out With My Boots On, Dave Wall. All right, Dave, well, we really appreciate you and your ministry. Uh, I know you've got tons and tons of testimonies and stories you'd like to share with us, so uh, <laughs> share a real quick testimony of something that God has just blown your mind with. One thing? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give a quick testimony um, about... This is this is for marriages. You know, the the devil's got a major attack on marriage. And my wife and I went through a really rough time back in the early nineties. Where I was gone, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, chasing music, going up to Nashville recording. Separated, I'd filed for divorce and, and God brought me home. God healed that marriage. Praise and, the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And it took, it took a little bit of time, about six months after I got back, where I was going through counseling, because I wanted to fix me, because I knew I was jacked up. Here's another point, you know, where I'm trying to, I'm trying to fix things and not let God really fix things. That's a bad thing. Uh, yeah, I know, right? That's what we do. We're fixers. Well, you know, because I was always seeking after God, but I, I was always failing, usually in a big way, because uh, I couldn't get me out of the picture. So it's all about understanding, you know, and learning. So it's a process. Our sanctification is a process. Well, I'd never written my wife a song, ever. And I used to write her letters all the time. She used to, she reminds me, she goes, you know, you used to write lovely things to me. Why don't you do that anymore? I said, because now I got to do it, have a job, so I got to pay for all this stuff, you know? And she's, and she's a huge help. She's a big, she works hard, and she's a big part of our survival. 
Last Christmas, I sat down and finally wrote her a song, and uh, it's called I Choose You. It's not on your list. I've not recorded it yet. Oh, okay. But this song parallels our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. The chorus is, I choose you. Every morning when I wake up, I choose you. Every minute of my day, until I take my dying breath and leave this world, I choose you. We got to get that in our soul. Because that's the heart we need for our wives. That's the heart we need for our Savior. Every day, every morning when I wake up, I choose you. Guys, let your wife know that you choose her. Ladies, let your husband know that you choose him. Because when you got married, you made a vow before God that the two shall be made one. You made these vows that you would honor, love, and cherish one another. Till death do you part. And a lot of times life gets in the way. But I just want to tell you, just focus on that. Make that your daily mantra. I choose you no matter what. Even when I don't like you, I choose you. Amen. Amen. Can you sing that for us right now? I don't know, man. I'm a little emotional, but (laughs) yeah, I can. You got your guitar over there. Now I got to use my memory as well. First time I noticed her, we were in a snowball fight. Having fun after youth group on a winter Sunday night. I was 14 and cocky, and she was kind of mean. She didn't like me much, that's how it seemed. Then the phone rang one evening. Mama said, son, it's for you I heard a voice on the other end I couldn't believe it's true Then my heart skipped a beat Maybe it was two Well, then I heard her say Hey, how are you? Then I chose you Every morning when I wake up, I choose you. Every minute of my day, until I take my final breath and leave this world, I choose you. I will never forget the day. When I stared into your eyes Promised to give my heart Give to you my life I will never regret The promise that I made And the life that we've had along the way Cause I choose you Every morning when I wake up, I choose you. Every minute of my day, until I take my final breath and leave this world, I choose you. Sorry about that. After all these years together, since we were just 15 From six girls you gave me It seems just like a dream If it is I don't want to wake up Never want this to end But I know that it will And until then I choose you Every morning when I wake up I choose Every minute of my day Till I take my final breath And leave this world I'll choose you Every morning when I wake up I choose you Every minute of my day 
Till I take my final breath and leave this world I choose you Not perfect, but there it is. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's some song, isn't it? That is awesome, man. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you, man. Yeah. So, David, uh, if somebody would like to get a hold of you, you've got a phone number uh, yeah. that you could share with them. Uh, they might want to call and book you. Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, yeah. You you go out and you preach. Yes. You also sing. Yes. And you also put up tents. <laughs> I'll leave that for them young fellas. Okay. What's your phone number, Dave? My phone number is 269-535-0097. All right. Well, how do they get a copy of uh, some of your music? You can text that number. Yeah. Or you can get on Facebook and you can look at Dave Scrapewall. Scrape. Yeah, that was my old road name. Some folks don't know my real name. <laughs> and uh, they don't, I mean, all they know me by is Scrape. So I kept that little tag. But um, Dave Scrape Wall Music on Facebook. Phone number's also there. You can leave a message there. And um, we'd be more than glad to send something out to you. Now, I know a lot of people say, hey, what do you charge to go out and do stuff? Listen, I don't charge to give out the gospel of Jesus Christ because Amen. it's free. Amen. Right? If someone wants to take up a love offering, that's great. But we don't say, hey, it costs this much for us to show up because God takes care of that. So, yeah, if you guys have an event coming up or you got something going on where you, you would uh, like us to, to show up, uh, yeah, give us, a, give us a holler and we'll see what the Lord says. I'm, we, 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 just, we enjoy doing it so much. It's, uh, it, it's a priority. So... I just happened to have an event coming up June 23rd and 24th and 25th of this year, 2023, and we would love to have you. Well, I will be here for sure the 23rd and 24th. The awesome. 25th, I'm preaching in <laughs> Middle Point, Ohio. So well, that, that's, that's, that's pretty important that yeah. you keep that date. So as long as I got time to drive from here to Middle Point, Ohio, we'll, get, we'll do whatever we Awesome. We can and whatever the Lord tells us to do All right. between well, times. That's great. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's that's awesome. So, Dave, you've shared uh, some of your music. You've shared your your ministry, uh, your testimony. Have you got anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close our program? You got a message on your heart or anything that uh, you just need to get out right what now? What about but, your uh, food ministry? Yeah, you got a food. <laughs> yeah, uh, we do a. Yeah, we do a food ministry outside of Sunday, which is was the name of my old band. Yeah, and uh, it was called Outside of Sunday, which I thought was kind of cool because that's that's what really mattered. We can get into church, and we get fueled up on Sunday and Amen. Wednesday nights, but outside of those days, that's what that's where the work's at. We have a food ministry called Outside of Sunday, and uh, if you all keep that in prayer, and if you guys want to donate to that, that's cool. Just let me know because we we pretty much finance that ourselves. Okay. Three of three guys. Yeah, we've been doing that for the last couple of years, and we've got a couple of grants that we found. But yeah. those always they never last long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're feeding people in our community, and uh, but um, and what community is this now? Ah, Three Rivers, Michigan. Three Rivers, area. Michigan. It's, uh, St. Joe County. Okay. Do you and, have a website or anything? I don't think there's a website. I don't think my yeah. Okay. I I get in there. Here's the thing. I'm out on out doing stuff, you know, and. Mm -hmm. A couple guys back home. We got a really good core group of people that show up and help with it. So sometimes I don't get to make it, and sometimes I'm not sure what's all going on. <laughs> but uh, I don't think there's a website as of yet, and I will get with Rob and find out. And yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, just contact uh, contact me, and um, it's a great time. I I think the big thing that's on my that's really on my heart is um, we need to finish well. As we watch what's going on in our country and in the, our world, we see that the time is coming quickly. Sure. And we've 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 heard this all our lives. You know, the Lord could come at any moment. But mm -hmm. listen, this <laughs> everything's fulfilled now. Mm -hmm. Everything. There's nothing that needs to happen before Christ comes back, except for God the Father to look and turn to His Son 
and say, go get your bride. No, Jesus is coming for a pure bride, a spotless bride. And we need to be ready. We need to have our lamps full. We need to be ready for him to come. Because when that trump sounds, it's on. Mm -hmm. So let's finish well. And let's drag everybody we can with us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, glory Amen. to God. So I don't care if they're kicking and screaming. I want to take them anyway. Yeah, Praise God. And finish well is a great way to close our program today because there's people out there that are listening right now that they just don't know Jesus the way, the way you do, the way we do. And uh, they need that personal relationship yes. with Jesus Christ. So if, if there's somebody listening right now and they're just not sure, they're just, you know, they, they've lived the life that you're talking about, yeah. knowing, the, knowing about the Bible, knowing God, but not knowing God. Right. How can they have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, what Jesus said to every one of his disciples was this, follow me. If you want... A relationship with Jesus Christ, you have to follow him. He didn't necessarily say a certain prayer, but what he did say is believe and confess. He says, if you will confess my name before men, I will confess you before my Father who is in heaven. That thief on the cross didn't get a chance to say a prayer. He just looked at the Son of God and said, remember me. That's all he said was remember me when you get... To paradise, because in that remember me says, I know who you are. I believe in you. And I know you're going to be in paradise. And Jesus, what did he say to him? He said, today, you will be with me in paradise. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe, just like Pat had said, when you listen to Pat's, because you all got to listen to Pat Bayman's CD when it comes out. Um, he, he said, Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ that he, you believe that he died on the cross, that he rose again on the third day, and that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, and that his death, burial, and resurrection paid for your sin. Amen. See, if Jesus went and rose, he wouldn't be able to pay for that. But because he came out of the grave, proved who he was. And those of you that are struggling with your salvation, wondering if you're saved or not, listen. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to seal you as a promise. Amen. It doesn't say with a promise. The Bible says as a promise that what Jesus said was true. So if you're struggling wondering, am I really saved or not? The Holy Spirit lives in you. There's fruit of that. That's proof you're sealed with a promise. That you will be redeemed. God, Jesus is coming back to get that thing he left here. He's going to redeem it. And that means you. So get on your knees. Pour your heart out from your heart. I want you to just put your heart out there because he will come to you like he came to me and came to everyone else right Amen. where you're at. Amen. And he will take a mess and turn it into a message. He'll take a tragedy and turn it into a treasure. Because that's what he's done with all our lives. Amen. It's time to get off the fence. Yeah, that fence ain't there. Listen. <laughs> Ooh, we were talking about this earlier. You know, when, when, when God spoke to me and said, hey, you're for me or against me, there is no fence. You're either for him or against him, period. You're either his child or his adversary. And if you don't know Christ, you're his adversary. You're his enemy, subject to whatever that enemy gets from an almighty righteous God, his wrath. It doesn't mean he loves you. You're not his. He loves his own. And sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow because we all want to go, oh, Jesus loves everybody. He loves everybody that comes to him. Mm -hmm. You come to him surrendering, he will take you and love you like you've never been loved. If you want to be his enemy... That's your choice. Amen. But you get that choice. Amen. But when you come to him, you got to let go and surrender it all. Let go and, and let, let God. God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, 
Dave Wall's phone number is 269-535-0097. Give him a call, and he would be glad to pray with you. He'd be glad Amen. to come and minister with you. Yes. or uh, He'll do a concert. Whatever your needs are, give him a call and let him help you. You'll meet a friend uh, Amen. that will be yours forever. Amen. Yeah. He's a great guy. Thank you. Love, I love uh, Dave and his music. I love Pat Bayman here, and I love Fred Mooney. Oh, yes, He's sir. my partner. <laughs> yeah. I love Fred, too. So we don't yeah, like Fred. to close any program without telling you that Jesus loves you. And, and we, we do, do, too. Ain't nothing Amen. you can do about it. <laughs> and ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, Dave. God bless you, brother. So can't put out When I think about Jesus I just want to sing and shout He took my soul from a fiery grave He cleansed me with His blood I just can't help but praise His name My Jesus He's so As I lift my voice to heaven And my lips speak your name There's a joy that's overflowing I will never be the same Cause there's a fire in my soul
crossroads of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab. And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.